Hi, and welcome to another episode of Queer, Black, and Awkward. My name's Orion, and thank you for tuning in thus far. It's been a year, a still going strong. Today, I have next to me... Hey, everyone. My name's Kiani Booker. Introduce the... Introduce oh, yourself. Yeah, yes. Um, so I'm Kiani Booker. Um, I'm like a community organizer. Um, I'm also a youth consultant with the City of Toronto. Um, I also work with Youthline. If folks are familiar with the LGBT youth, LGBTQ Youthline, um, servicing Ontario, um, I identify as super pan and super queer. So I'm super glad to be here. Great. That's amazing. And um, also... You can catch the podcast on any platform. Listen to podcasts, so check it out. Leave a star, review, whatever. Anything is appreciated. So before we dive in to the questions, I usually ask my guests what's their mood and color. So I'll go first, and then you can tell me yours. Um, My color is green. Since I'm wearing green, if you're not watching on YouTube, I have like a green turtleneck. And my mood is golden. Nice. Nice. What's your color and mood? Mm, I think, I think for me right now, um... My color would probably have to be purple. Um, And to go with that, I think my mood... My mood would be, like, pink. Yeah. Representing something kind of like... I feel like things are changing, but also growing. And hopefully soon it'll be spring. So, yeah, that'd be my mood. Yeah, I'm very hopeful soon. I'm over winter. (laughs) She can leave. We're done. Never come back. We're Never, breaking up yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Next season, please. Next. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you said that at the beginning that you're a community organizer. Mm-hmm. Can you go like more into depth of like what that, what your job entails? Yeah, of course. Um, so basically, it's been about a little over a year that I've been doing the work with the city. Um, so I was specifically hired um, to sort of like um, take the lead on this work also as a community member. Um, so I identify as like uh, black Afro-Latinx. And mm-hmm. so I was also hired because there's been a concrete lack of like um, consultations that have been like more inclusive and respectful and also like community driven. So then um, they hired me on board on contract to sort of like um in the hopes that my consultations would be like a little more comprehensive and then we'd have more um, results out of it that are a little more representative of like the voices that our community, the diversity, I guess, of the voices in our community, specifically being the trans to spirit non-binary community, but also deeper into that. um, Specifically, I'm doing consultations with black and indigenous 
um, folks only. Um, and so the purpose of that was to sort of call on the people that were often like left out before um, or not consulted adequately at all or respectfully. Um, so I'm just trying to like work through that and do my part. Um, yeah, like I totally love the work. Um, as much work as it is to do, um, I feel like it's really necessary. And so we're hoping um, at the end of it to have a finalized um, service plan that's specific to that's going to impact trans non-binary and two-spirit folks that are living in toronto so hopefully for the better but we'll see yeah i know you never know that's pretty interesting and like in your field can you tell me like some of the lessons that you have learned and like if you like applied it to your life in your in your personal life or yeah i think yeah so um if i think of maybe a lesson i learned is that like there's always things to unlearn Mm -hmm. um and so something i learned through the work that i do is um it makes you like confront it makes it puts you in like uncomfortable positions like confront even like your own um like biases or like unhealthy coping mechanisms or sort of like habits or like beliefs we've been taught so much even about ourselves and it's kind of like been a way for me to also like um sort of dive deeper into my healing if that makes sense um so as scary as it kind of was to start the work because i've never done it like work like this in my life so i don't have a lot of experience um you know like other community organizers or activists where they're doing this all the time this is just my first time um so i feel like a lesson has just been like um yeah like always trying to like get closer to that discomfort instead of further because i feel like usually in the past i would run from it um but now i'm trying to like welcome it and find what lessons there are in discomfort instead of sort of like you know i think sometimes we tend to push it aside or deny it when we're feeling uncomfortable so just trying to learn what that could teach me um and i think like another lesson too would just be like if you like if i'm feeling like i failed or i didn't do well enough on something just sort of you know taking that time to like recharge re-energize and like go back at it again because nothing technically really is for me at least like i try to reframe it as not so much just like a hardcore failure like i'm not good at what i do or what i love but more that sometimes like you know mistakes happen or you know that was a learning opportunity you could take it that way and then keep trying harder so yeah i just try to ride harder for my community and like learn from my mistakes along the way or learn from like the people in my life who have kind of like mentored me on or supported me at the city um it's few but there are folks there who like have really helped me out and so yeah i'm just really grateful for the opportunity and yeah i feel like i've learned a lot i'm still learning a lot though it's like more a process i'd say than yeah a destination like i'm done learning everything um but i'm really excited so i'm like still in the middle of doing the consultations and the work um and planning a community event that's coming up so i've just been like scrambling to do all of that at the same time okay that's interesting um especially when you were talking about like being comfortable with being uncomfortable 
Yeah, like getting comfortable with it. That Mm -hmm. that one was like preach because Mm -hmm. like me is like the same. Like I, Mm -hmm. I from but for me is the same and kind of the opposite. I dread being comfortable. Mm -hmm. Then when I'm being Mm comfortable, comfortable, I'm like complacent and yeah, you're not. I'm not growing and I don't like that. So I'm like. Getting used, I'm like putting myself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, or sort of like, and the way like I could think of it is like just enough that it challenges me, not so much that um, because everyone has like a threshold, so I'm still learning mine. But it's kind of like when I tried new things, like even taking this job at the city, um, or doing the emotional work that I do with like Youthline. It's kind of like you're you do that work um, and it takes you to an extent of feeling like, oh, this is a little awkward sometimes um, or a little like tough to navigate certain conversations or topics. But then, yeah, like you come out stronger that you learned more and I end up feeling glad that I like, it's kind of like taking a risk. I would describe that as like the work I do with the city, um, but the, the risk is like worthwhile. So then in the end, it kind of like, it's kind of like retraining i guess our brains to sort of like not just like run away when you feel like you know i'm not sure how something's gonna go or Mm -hmm. i even want to do it kind of but i'm too scared because like i've never done it so i'm just gonna run away um so i just decided to sort of take a different approach this time this year um and i feel like it's been like really like for me it's been like really empowering or like really helpful um i've like really enjoyed all the people i've met and stuff so far and the lessons i've learned i don't think i would ever learn them if i just sort of you know like you stayed in what's familiar not that that's necessarily bad all the time but yeah you don't really um i think there's a lot of experiences evolve or grow, yeah grow. like i'm not really gonna evolve to who i feel like i might be meant to be so that's kind of why i took the decision to sort of like just go for it yeah and then deal with it after and yeah like have like a good support system like if something happens that we could like talk it out kind of like how we are now if something's uncomfortable just learning to communicate that instead of just because realistically it's impossible um for no you know uncomfortable moments to ever occur even if i wanted to prevent you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's what i think yeah and in your in your field like <laughs> usually like the people at the top are like white men so oh, yeah. when you're proposing like your ideas or like you mm-hmm. know uh or like suggestions on how to like better the community like mm-hmm. you have to like c- convince them in mm-hmm. air air connotations you know what i mean so like what are the tactics that you have learned in in like convincing sure. these people and to make the necessary t- changes for, sure. for these communities i think like i think like a big part of it um and so a lot of it too i'm planning right now how i'm going to execute like that portion of sort of like communicating with those white men but i feel like something you have to do is kind of like it kind of sounds weird but sort of try to like talk or like speak their language in a way that makes sense you know what i mean like it's like strategic it's like strategic phrasing of like what you want but you can't really say it 
um you know like very bluntly the way i would if i was just chatting with you low key <laughs> yeah you kind of have to be like oh um you have to put your white voice yeah on. <laughs> like, your, yeah or like using a lot of jargon or like really you know academic language because if you don't Do you have like write, a sample can you like dead. give us a, like a sample um dad um hmm like ah uh, i think like something would be like um for example, like maybe community wants more like what would be something we would want um like more opportunities for like recreation or something like maybe cooking classes or like um after school programs yeah like after school programs and things like that or like just places to chill but i wouldn't say like places to chill or like places to like hit it up and have a good time like i have to be like you know what would you say um you know like as a community we're like requesting like conducive spaces to like creative learning and like active engagement with like other youth in the hopes of like attaining more like educational advancement and like stuff like that like you can't just write like yeah, we want to, like, turn up at a community center because, like, they're not going to, like, they'll be like, well, why do we need this? Like, why does it have to be a specific space for you guys, if that makes sense? Like, because I'm, like, someone who's, like, really into having closed spaces as well, but that's something that they might, it might need, like, a little more convincing, but it's all about, like, how you phrase it, um, and I feel like some things are, can only be appropriate or, or be done in, like, properly if that makes sense if it's like led by us and like it's a closed space for us and by us because usually when things happen without us like i'm sure you're uh, familiar with other policies or things being passed about us um as like bipoc trans two-spirit non-binary people it ends up being like really really harmful so that's why i try to like advocate so even my upcoming event is like a closed space but I get a lot of pushback for that or like some people like don't like that where I work or um, you know people trying to like infiltrate it and come anyway and so you just have to sort of like push back and like I just try to be strong and like reiterate why it matters but you kind of have to say it in a way that is digestible to them like digestible. it can't just yeah you know what or I mean? understandable like, to their level yeah, of like, understanding because yeah. I can't just go off on like um it might like scare them too much like if I go off too much about why this should happen so you have to be like hey like you know have you ever thought about just making to, it like, kind of pat, nice. like stroke their ego yeah I sort of stroke their while egos con- while like convincing of, them of your humanity yeah like kind of convincing us or convincing them why it's really messed up that we have to do that i wish it didn't have to be that way but realistically like when this goes to council for example like my service plan which is the plan um with community it's like i have to like i have to pitch it that way so in the report that i'm gonna write because in the future um it has to go with a report and then all the recommendations that i'll gather from the consultations like they have to be written a particular way and so like when i'm having the combos they're very like informal or more like i just let the like i allow all the community members to write it however they want to but at the end of the day like it's still gonna be what they want or like i'm gonna make sure their voices are honored but i have to like phrase it all like in a certain like structural format if that makes sense or they'll be like this isn't professional this isn't i'm not gonna read this or i feel like they wouldn't 
even know what it means if there's slang or certain things that we would say or talk about. Yeah. They just wouldn't. It will go over their heads. Because they don't like live our lives. So it's just like you kind of have to re sort of like redo something in another format that's a little more easier for them to understand and maybe relate to a little bit or see why we matter as like humans like them and then maybe they'll, maybe they'll consider it yeah. but there's a risk they won't so um, I know yeah I never know really it's kind of like one of those things you like push for but there's always the chance that especially with our new like government that I don't know what's gonna happen with yeah. Ford so I'm oh not really gosh. sure anymore like um what the future holds particularly like i can't promise anything for sure but i think it's all about going forward and taking those risks so i'm just going for it hoping for the best y'all yeah no i feel you honestly it's just like oh like i don't i don't get it how and why is he even the governor but whatever that's like and then a whole other topic that's yeah you know why i mean it wouldn't be our choice but uh yeah, yeah. But anyways, Here we are, we yeah. Have to deal with it. So, just strategizing together. Like, all we can do is like, sort of like fight back. Um, in like sort of, um, if it makes sense, like strategic ways, like of resistance. Um, and I feel like that's kind of all we could do to sort of like get our needs met in yeah. this kind of climate. But I think it is going to be like harder. Like this is just the beginning. Right. Um, and you, I'm sure you've heard of like a lot of changes they're trying to push and just making it harder for trans people to like live their lives. Just, live, so, just like, just be, just you know, it's already hard. So I'm just like kind of trying to advocate for that because I don't want things. They're already super hard for us. So like, why would we, I don't Why make things even more harder voluntarily, like you yeah, know, or just like let it go without like at least trying to do the best that I can, like with my capacity. So, yeah, yeah. that's all I could do. Yeah. And um, what would you say is the changes, positive and negative, that you would like to, positive or negative, that you would like to <laughs> see in your field, and how do you think Ooh. it can be achieved? Ooh, good question. <laughs> Um, hmm. I think like for positive changes I'd want to see, um, like one of them for me, like it would just be a win, um, to just have, so I'm planning the event in May. Um, so that's going to be the one where it's a closed space for black indigenous folks, um, to come together, um, just like community gathering and like having conversations, um, that I've set up, like based on a series of questions, just getting folks to like literally just in a safer environment, not that anything's ever perfect, but just talking about what their needs are, like what their lived experiences are and like what if the city can do something about it like what would they want them to do and like what supports would they want for the work that they want to lead right um so those are the kind of things i talk about and i feel like for me that would just be a positive win like just to like have the event and like have folks come and like just be like with that community like kind of like like space and love and like be with that energy like it just makes me so happy that just doing things like that would be like i feel like i've already impacted like people's lives in like so many different ways by just like 
pushing hard um, as the only trans like staff who's like doing this project at all. Um, just like seeing it come together like that, if that makes sense, it'll just yeah. be like emotional and like I don't know. I just feel really happy. Like it just like it's gonna like make my day or my summer. You know, since last <laughs> year that I've been like working on this. Um, and then the next step, I think, another positive impact, I think, would be like once I prepare the report um, and once the service plan is like finalized and then we're like starting to bring it to city council just doing deputations with the youth that I want to bring um, and also like being there and like seeing like making them have to listen to us that's going to be like a really positive impact that I'm excited about so basically I don't know if I told you this but deputations are like where there's a couple minutes per each person and I can like ask people in community who want to like say something about okay. like why this plan needs to be passed like whatever they want to say about like you can just go off and like in front oh, of all the no white way. men and like yeah like it's this really freestyle. Cool. Just, like, go off, yeah. <laughs> and there's no like we just do it together and like the more people we have like the better and so like for me that's gonna be like the best like I just can't wait to go off and like watch my youth go off like I'll just yeah. be such a proud like queer it'll just be really cool um, and so I can't do it because I work there. Um, so it's just about like gathering folks who, you know, like like public speaking or like comfortable with that. And then after like the white men like ask us questions back or try to like kind of like basically come down on us after, but they're not going to ruin our shines. So, like, <laughs> you know, shine I know. Be good. So like I think that'll be like a really nice impact. And honestly, just having something like like it'll kind of be like a starting point like i feel like the work i do is just like the starting of a conversation or it's not like everything um there's still like so much to be done um i'm still like partnering um with like other like indigenous youth and like community um and just making sure like they have i'm also doing like supporting them with like resources um from the city so like i'm collaborating with them to make sure like they get like the funds that they need and stuff to like do their own cons consultations as well because i think it's like really important that like the project's like indigenous led and like i also like wouldn't be like the right person to do that part of the work like i need more people with me so i thought like why not just like make that space so i'm just trying to like collaborate and like do the best i can so like those voices are represented but like organically if that yeah. makes sense um yeah and i you know i can only speak for like one person it's like my experiences are diverse but they're only like yours it's not they're yeah. only mine so like i'm not like you know um indigenous to like these lands so it's like important that i think we like find folks and like engage people and that's something the city didn't do before so we're just trying to find ways to do that where it's not non-indigenous folks doing that work because then it's still not it's not right if that makes sense yeah or just inappropriate so that's why i tried to flip the switch and like get it to be like black and indigenous led so that way we're getting the results that will actually be like relevant to us and not just like we're doing all this work and then it's like for what like for what or it's not even like you know like you're gonna read it and be like this isn't I don't relate to this at all. Or I exactly. don't care about these things. And I didn't want it to go nowhere like that. So just like having it 
be out there eventually hopefully um and if it gets passed that would be like the most positive impact um yeah i just feel proud and like i just feel so proud like you know melanin popping yeah honestly like i'm just gonna like cry maybe um and so i think those would be like the really positive things yeah in terms of like i can't really think of any negatives it's just for me it's just like trying to like stay like hopeful and like have the faith that the work i'm doing is like even if it kind of makes one person's day like a little more like easier like you know they feel like they connected with me like one-on-one or we like shared a moment i'm already super happy so whether it's like a youth line where i do that or at the city like the most important thing to me is just like engaging with the youth and like my community i don't know it's just it's made me like meet a lot of people which has like positively impacted me because i've been like isolated a lot so i just like love it i'm just a social i think i'm a social person so this is social just all butterfly posi- yeah this is all like positive for me if that if that helps um yeah hopefully yeah and um like since you're working like with you that are like trans non-binary and all of that Mm -hmm. um did you see like any differences on how like their generation handles like that whole like you know sexuality and gender versus like our generation what's Mm -hmm. the differences that that you have noticed and Mm -hmm. did it like change the way you view yourself or more comfortable in your the way you identify oh you mean connecting with the younger yeah trans to spirit versus the older folks Mm -hmm. um yeah like i think yeah for me it kind of like um so i guess an example would be like through speaking um to like the younger two-spirit trans and non-binary folks it's like a very we have like very different needs and i think we're living in a very different time um where things are getting like more expensive and like you know resources and like the climate and everything's like changing like very rapidly um you know like back in the day i think there's there were still things going on but it's different and so like that's kind of like what the youth have shared with me i feel like through them i've also learned like a lot of like different or like sort of new terminologies if that makes sense that kind of have like come up what kind of terminologies um so for example like even ones that i now like what's the word identify with that in the past i wasn't familiar with like even like what a year ago like being non-binary or like oh yeah like for me like i identify as like latinx mm-hmm. that's like all these things um but i feel like that. latinx has been around for a and while no it's been on for a while but it was kind of like through hanging out with like more folks like me you kind of like realize you are mm-hmm. too if that makes sense okay it's just yeah kind of like that's what being trans is like for me it's kind of like you already know it's there but people like help um bring words to like your experiences like i find like hanging out with like younger youth is like kind of like that because they have all those they're just like in they the have language. all the information at the yeah, finger have, and yeah, tips, like, so and, they know how to label and, like, everything back in the day, like we didn't have like internet that way or i didn't have like a smartphone all the time or like you know like 
these like these youth in high school that I like I talk to or like you like in your twenties, it's like you have access to like constant like whatever you want to look up, you can find out. And I think for us, it was like, or maybe for me, it was a very different experience where I was like more sheltered to no, like no, almost my twenties. So yeah, everyone will be like, same. "How did you not know that?" But mm-hmm. it's always who I was, like being non-binary or pansexual. But I think like in terms of like sexuality and gender, like nothing's changed about me i've just sort of like come become more comfortable with it or familiar but i think when you're younger you just don't have the words for it so i feel like a lot of folks like um even older trans non-binary and two-spirit people like um i've talked to have felt this way um or i've heard this from them it's kind of like you know like none of this is new or something like the way we're presenting now or like the things we're doing um gender expression wise or like identifying you know or pronouns and things like that it's like it was always there it's just like now like they're having they're putting words to like what we've always felt so it's not like you know like people have been doing this stuff or feeling this way for like generation forever Forever. like being like queer and trans is not (laughs) like everyone's like ooh like so new and like trendy like what people like think about (laughs) us but I think it's more like we were always here it's just like now you guys acknowledge our knowledge and our existence people are like slowly like giving access to more like healthcare or we have like more opportunities or people are sort of like acknowledging us as human beings but it doesn't mean that like before it was just like Mm -hmm. nobody felt that way or nobody was non-binary I think it was just kind of putting it into context so like I feel like they helped me put it into context and it was also kind of reassuring because I'm like okay cool like I can envision myself like getting older like that and being super awesome but also knowing there's a lot of elders like who are trans two-spirit non-binary and super amazing um that I feel like I encourage a lot of youth to connect with because you learn a lot from people that are also older than you I find that you wouldn't you know because you've just lived a longer life like we don't have the same uh perspectives or experiences so for me like being with energy that's also older than me is like healing or grounding so i enjoy it like the differences of perspective but i'd say like we also have a lot in common and so that's why like in the work i do like i try to like consult with everybody so there's no like age um like i don't cap on ages or things like that i mean it you know there's youth focus but i'm open to talking to like community leaders or elders or like folks that are above 30 it doesn't matter to me because i'm like we were all young at one point they kind of like like a lot of like um elders and older folks some community have taught me that like we've all been young before so it's not like they don't know exactly like, act like when you're older you don't know you forget anything, like you everything forget. yeah it's like they know more than probably all of us so we should just exactly. like listen, listen. Harder. Yeah. Like, but everyone's like nah um so i just like take the time to sort of like really listen um and also finding that we have a lot of needs that are like complex um but also for focusing as well and like addressing and meaningfully including older folks like we're also going to become that so i feel like people like 
when you're younger you just feel like you're not gonna get old so like i felt like that i'm like i know okay, and then after that time, you start you start like, actually aging oh, and you're shit. just like oh shit like oh shit i'm freaking out and so like i like to um put that in context and older people in my life have always reminded me like you're gonna be old one day so you should exactly start thinking about that or start like engaging people like us and like start like listening to us um because like yeah older folks are super wise like have seen a lot yeah and i feel like if we did more listening like even in our lives like we could avoid so many pains we go through or like you know shit that we didn't have to go through because they'll be like i already knew that wasn't gonna work out for you and i'm like "Mm." i didn't listen so you know like it's kind of also our fault um but just tuning in a little better because i think all that information is there um i think we just you know languages change and evolve i would describe it as so yeah in a nutshell yeah and um you grew up in like the gt like the gt of toronto right um yeah i grew up um it was kind of like a mix um i feel like for me i moved around a lot i always lived like gta ish like i grew i was born in toronto um but then in high school and stuff like for all of high school so from grade seven to like grade 12 like i was living in Newmarket. so like like way like super white like not toronto it was awful i hated it but i grew up there so like all my teen years like up until university were there kind of and then the rest of the time i've been in toronto since so yeah but i love it yeah and like growing up in those like white neighborhoods did your parents educate you on like your cultural background because you know like if you're growing up in those white neighborhoods like you need a balance right yeah did your parents ever educate you on your I think on your like, background or you just had to figure that it went out on, you, on yeah, your own yeah I kind of just had to like blindly like sort of like go into it and try not to crash um, I feel like for me because my parents came here when they were really younger they just like did the best they could do so their mindset was kind of like if we move to the white like boonies it'll be like safer so there'll be like less crime and like basically code for like less like BIPOC people so you're gonna be like safer like that was their kind of selling point like internalized like like I would say and I don't like blame my family or like um like I've gone and like worked through it like sometimes I feel sad or upset about it but I think like what happened is like you're just kind of beaten down when you get here that like you have to fit in and you have to like not be super black or not be like super you know Latin so I feel like they tried to like sort of like repress that in a way so like growing up in Newmarket was kind of like my dad never taught me like like he was already like from the jump because my grandparents aren't super into their culture i would say like they don't really embrace it like they'll just be like we're canadian and we've like arrived and like there's no like convert like i've never visited jamaica with them they never talk about it i don't even think they've ever gone back really since they came like 40 years ago like there's just zero like we've like hard assimilated so like i think a lot of it was like very off balance or super harmful because i didn't have anyone else to talk to or relate to like there's literally no black people almost so it's like and nobody trans or queer almost like you're just on your own um and so it was actually like really lonely and i think some ways my mom tried to 
like if it was cooking or something she's really into that and like supporting and teaching me like traditional things like we always do together but every other way she's kind of like yeah like i don't really see the racism where i feel okay or i'm fine here they just like can't relate they're like it's more in your head or like they don't even believe that wow i go through shit so i kind of like stop talking to them about it if that makes sense like it's it's like more painful for me because the like like even though we're the same sort of people like they have like another Different, way like, like it's like a way of dealing with it where like you probably met people like this but they like deny it because it's like too painful so they're just like if we believe we're like everybody else then we are and i'm like yeah. okay but everyone's treating but reality is, is you are bullied, no matter like, how much yeah. you want don't want to believe it yeah. yeah and i would still get bullied every day or like this is not chill so it just kind of traumatized me so i'm like i never really go back almost never um i'm so glad we moved um and that i survived it but i would not recommend it for any <laughs> black families like not a to good move time to an all like white no 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 neighborhood no, no, no. yeah it's not worth it like literally even though yeah we had a nice house or something like i'd rather live in like the smallest house ever if it means i could like be around my community like it was so bad like it like changes you i don't know how to explain it and then you have to unlearn a lot of toxic things you're taught like i was always told like i was super unattractive or super like like people would come up to me and be like tell you that you're to like your face attra- yeah they'd be like oh like you're kind of like you're kind of pretty because even though you're black like wow or like just like rude or like very tokenizing and like fetishizing because like you know like white people there have like zero exposure almost so like i mean it's already bad wherever you go with them but like there is like the worst like they're just like no filter like they're like i don't know like i've just never really seen anyone like or people don't get that i'm caribbean if that makes sense orion like they don't believe me because they're like oh but like your hair like just like really ignorant like yeah i know it's like not everyone like you're jamaican but like you know you don't look like bob marley or you don't look like they just like don't get it it's like not everybody looks the same who's like just because you see them on like in in entertainment doesn't mean that's like every black person but that's all they have right because the thing the danger about living there is like all you have for like representing bipoc people is like what you see on tv so they think we're all like into rap or like like are we like good at or athletics like, we're like sports yeah, or like, like entertainment or like athletics or just for your like entertainment or like a sexual sort of object and so like i just grew up being like really uncomfortable so now i kind of like steer clear of uh those experiences but i'd say for me to kind of always re- it's like a reminder that like you're never really safe if that makes sense um because i know like that's kind of how like yeah like white people like see me or like they've grown up because when you like grow up in whiteness that's like what you're taught so it just comes out when you're in a sea of like only white people with like nobody else to like back me up or help me through it it was just like really lonely um yeah sad times i describe it as happier times now um but very like isolating so we're to uh, we we're reaching like the end of the podcast and um at the end i always ask my guests what's their what's a queer awkward moment they have lived during their lifetime doesn't have to be queer just an awkward moment whenever present past future not future (laughs) present 
past whenever it happened in the past yeah yeah right um yeah so i was yeah i was reflecting on that when you asked that um and it's something that happened last week like just talking about like being caribbean or like how black folks can look so many different ways um and oftentimes like i'm not seen that way so it's just like really funny when i meet people and so i'm in my building and literally my i have like a russian like this white guy my neighbor um and i see him in the hall downstairs and we're not talking like i'm just trying to leave it's like a snowstorm and then i'm standing there like waiting for my uber and he just like no context like walks up to me and just like like grazes my hair and like touches my face and I'm like what the fuck Salon just plays yeah, in the background I know, like, don't, don't touch, touch my hair, hair. <laughs> like, and it's like something I know like other like black people and like femmes go through but it's like what the Honestly, hell? Honestly, like, I would I literally sock get, him in his face. Like, like what are you touching? You no, like, like people do that to me all the time. Where I'm like, I'm not just some like experiment for this white guy to like. And he didn't even tell me why he did it. He was just kind of like, like your hair is wet or something. And then like turned around and walked away. And I was like, Whoa. I was what? just in shock. But it was so <laughs> awkward. And I was like, what? Like I'm so angry, but I'm also like, what just happened? Like I don't like know if you were hitting on me or like what. Like, why did you feel like you could... It's just, like, the... It's kind of, like, the entitlement that, like, white people feel to, like, our bodies. Just it's to like invade when, your space. And like, just I have, like... Because like, I know if I was somebody else, like, Solange is singing, like, it would never happen. It's just because you... Like, I don't know if you're checking if it's, like, on my head or, like... If it's I real, like, but what? But people always do yeah. that. I'm like, bitch, if it's on my head, it's, like, real because it's my hair. Like, that's yeah. what I always have to tell people. Like, whether I get braids or whatever, like, everyone be like, but is that your hair? Like, just trying to, like... And I was like... Like, I don't do that to random people. Like, I... Like, I you like don't go to, like, random people. Yeah, like, exactly. You just don't do that. Like, but white people, it's another level where they, like... They're raised different, honestly. I don't know. Like, they're just zero. Or people who don't have, like, like non-black people, they'll just, like, put your hair, like, ooh, like, uh, like... He, he literally just, like, caressed it. And I was like, okay, I'm going back upstairs. Like, why do I go out? So that's kind of my awkward moment, but... Yeah. No, I feel you. That is awkward. Mic, mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> so awkward. Well, thanks for joining me on my podcast this week's episode. It was great to have you. Thank you. It was so great to be here. I love it here. It's great. Yeah. I had a wonderful time. You had a wonderful time in yes, space. Yes. It was amazing. Yes. Must do again. It was great. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's episode. And until next time, stay awkward.